Hi, I'm Jake Kuharski, goalie at AIC, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by redshirt sophomore from the AIC hockey team and Carolina Hurricanes draft pick, Jake Kuharski. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jake, and how's everything going? Oh, first, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, really excited to be doing this. And, you know, things have been going well. I mean, we're getting getting into the bulk of our season right now and starting to, uh, you know, string, string some games together. So it's things are going well. Yeah, and you just had a series against Bentley, so just talk a little bit about that and what did you take away from it? Uh, yeah, I mean, going in, we knew Bentley, they're, they're a team that obviously beats, you know, some pretty good teams. You know, I think they beat Boston College and Ohio State earlier in the year. So uh, we, we know they can score. And, you know, just playing them previously, we kind of know what, what game they're going to play. So uh, first night, we did a really good job. You know, we were able to come out, uh, put up five. You know, the boys are great in that one. And then, Second game, we had a little uh, little more trouble scoring. Um, unfortunately, lose that one in OT. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of good things to take away from it. I mean, obviously, we don't like to, to get on any moral victories. But, um, you know, going into this weekend against Canisius, I, I think, uh, you know, we really like where our game's at and the direction we're headed. Yeah, how would you personally evaluate your team's performance so far this season? Because to me, it seems like your record doesn't really reflect how good of your team you've been performing because you've had close games against Quinnipiac, RIT, and Providence. And those were games I thought your team could have won. So just overall, how would you evaluate your team's performance? Um, I mean, definitely the last seven, seven or so games, uh, probably even more, honestly, probably more like nine or ten games. I think we've been really solid in terms of, you know, really homing in our uh, – our team identity kind of figure out how figuring out how we're going to play um you know with that being said I mean obviously we don't like moral victories I mean those like you said those are games that we could have won and we're disappointed that we weren't able to get uh, get the job done but like you said at the same time they are really good teams and you know we've taken most of them to overtime um but you know it's just a matter of kind of putting it together and, and finding a way you know, to get some wins here, especially coming down, going in the second half. Yeah, you have a series against Canisius coming up. So how are you preparing for that series, especially on the road, uh, just because your team uh, still hasn't won a road game or just won their first road game uh, this past weekend? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think personally I'm a big fan of road trips. You know, we haven't really had any yet this year, even last year, obviously due to COVID. But um, I think it's a great way for the, the guys to bond, um, you know, we're kind of going in it the same way we do every every series against any team. You know, we're going to do some video, work on the things that we need to work on, uh, maybe see some of their tendencies, some of what they want to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's I think it's a great, great chance for us to really bond and have, you know, a good three, four days on the road while we, uh, you know, enjoy a little Thanksgiving dinner, too. So that'll be that'll be nice. I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, definitely. Have you played Canisius yourself personally, or is this your first time going against that team? Uh, this, was, this was my first time. We we did play them in the championship game, uh, Atlantic championship game last year, but I uh, I wasn't in that game. So this will be my first first uh, experience with them. 
Yeah, and uh, just being on the bench watching that team play, what are some things you noticed? Uh, I noticed they're a hardworking team. They they definitely have some skilled forwards, some solid D, and obviously really good in that. So I think it's hard to find a weakness in their lineup, but at the same time, um, you know, we know where you know we got a good team to do and kind of what we're bringing to the table. So I mean, it'll be really entertaining games, and I really think. Uh, you know, it's a really big chance for us to make a statement and kind of string string some more wins together. Yeah, and like you said, this is one of your team's first road trips um, this season. So are there any differences playing in goal in a home game versus on the road? Um, it definitely is. I mean, the biggest is obviously the change of scenery. Um, some rinks are a little bit bigger than others in college. Um, you know, some are a little bit brighter, a little bit dimmer. So those honestly probably affect the game more than actually the fans. I mean, I think it's fun playing in front of away fans, honestly. I think it's kind of – it adds to the whole college atmosphere of, you know, kind of being on the road or being in, uh, you know, quote-unquote un, quote enemy territory. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest uh, difference between playing in, you know, our, our home rink or other rinks is just kind of things like, you know, the brightness, size of the rink, whatnot how the boards bounce, but, um, you know, luckily I think we're, we're getting in the day, at least the day before. So we'll have a chance to kind of, you know, feel out the rink and see where uh, if there's any bounces along the boards or whatnot, because that can ultimately affect the game a lot too. So. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what's it been like having fans back in the rink uh, from a goalie's perspective, especially being on the road, just because I was watching highlights from the game against UMass and it seemed like they had a pretty good student section yeah. behind you. Yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, like I said, I really like that atmosphere and, um, you know, just kind of being in a, in an arena with fans where whether they're cheering for or against you, it's, it's definitely a big change from last year. Um, I think for us, at least for me, the, the first time where I was like, okay, we're back is when we played North Dakota last year in North Dakota. I mean, they brought, you know, I don't even know what the capacity was at the time, but they pretty much packed, you know, packed the, uh, I think it was Shields Arena we played at um, as much as they could. And, I mean, it's it's just, like I said, it's just fun. It's awesome. You know, no matter what kind of energy is in the building, it's it's great to have back. And um, I know it's something not only us, but all the teams missed it. So, Yeah. And just talk a little bit about your offseason um, after that um, tournament experience. I'll, I'm going to get into that a little bit, but I kind of want to just start talking about the offseason and preparing for this upcoming year. Uh, so did you do anything interesting, whether it was hockey-related or non-hockey-related this offseason, and how was it overall? Uh, this summer was, was pretty normal for me, honestly. I didn't really do too much uh, traveling. During uh, the summers, I do spend at least a month or two. Uh, my girlfriend lives up here in Massachusetts, so I stay up with her and work out and skate up here, which is nice. Um, but other than that, I mean, I didn't really travel or anything. It was kind of just spending time between there and, and back home in Erie. So um, the year before, the summer before, uh, I went to Hilton Head Island for like four or five days. And uh, me and my girlfriend got an Airbnb out there. And that was obviously really fun. But nothing like that this summer, unfortunately, but hoping to kind of travel a bit more this coming summer and get a little more uh, vacation time. Nice. Yeah, and um, did you face any challenges this offseason compared to the previous one, or was things kind of more back to normal with ice time being easier to find and gyms not being um, closed as much as they were on the previous offseason? Things are pretty much back to normal, I'd say. There wasn't much of, 
you know, scram to find ice or anything like that, or even work out. I mean, everything was pretty much open with, I want to say no restrictions for the most part. So it was a pretty, you know, I guess normal off season. Yeah. And did your approach change um, or mindset change um, towards the beginning of the off season, just because you know, you're, you're not going to have to face as many challenges as you did uh, for the previous one. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think the main thing was for me, I just kind of took what I learned um, from the previous season and off seasons and kind of applied it to, you know, this off season. And obviously, you know, you can't really take your foot off the gas, you know, in terms of training and things like that. And so you really got to, really got to dial those things in and, you know, obviously the more, we're going to have more games this year. So even it's more so important that, you know, to taking better care of your conditioning and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of just take the lessons I learned from the past and kind of just apply it to the, to the season or this off season. Now, overall, how is training going and what are you working on the most uh, right now um, regarding your game? What are you hoping to improve on, I guess? Um, well, this summer, especially, but even I think, every goalie wants to work on it is you know, stick handling, puck handling. I mean, obviously there's nothing in my game where I, I feel like, um, you know, that, that can't get better. So, I mean, obviously I'm always, always trying to improve, you know, even my strengths. Um, but one thing for me that I, I think I felt like I could be, you know, more effective at was stick handling. Um, and so far this off season, or this season, I think it's gone pretty good. You know, I think I've been, you know, a lot more comfortable playing the puck than I was uh, the previous year. But, um, you know, that's something I'm still obviously working on a lot uh, today. And in practice now is just stick handling and having good communication with their D and whatnot. So um, it's something that if you can be, if you're really good at it, it can help your team a lot. And I'm just trying to really dial in that, uh, that skill. Yeah, that's something I've noticed with goalies now is they're playing the puck more. I don't know if you've realized this as well, but – Going to a yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I, I rarely saw the goalie play the puck unless it was like behind the net uh, just to give it to the defense. But, but now you see like kind of the goalies going against some of the offensive players on the other team. Um, how did that change start uh, from your perspective? Um, I think it just kind of started more as more and more guys got good at it. You know, they're starting to realize what they can and can't do. Um, and obviously when you watch the NHL, I mean – you know, pretty much on any given night, you're going to find the goalie that's, you know, really good at playing the puck or, you know, can make some passes himself or just even if it's not a, you know, a fancy play, they're going to make a smart play and put it in a safe area for their for their D or whoever's coming back. So um, I think probably just some more guys started to realize that it could be used, you know, effectively and with relatively low risk um, in simple plays. I think that's kind of when it started to, you know, take off and be more of, more prominent as it is today. So I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are now with AIC. So you're from Erie, Pennsylvania. So talk about growing mm-hmm. up there and how did you start playing hockey? Um, so I started playing when I was around four or five, or I guess skating. And then, you know, a couple of years after I started playing organized hockey. Um, my dad, he got me into it. He's going to put me on the ice. He didn't play growing up or anything though. Um, he just kind of started playing in beer league and, you know, he always really liked hockey and, you know, thought, you know, it's wanted to get me into it. So, um, and from there, I kind of just kept playing um, in Erie until I want to say my sophomore year of high school. But yeah, so when I was probably like seven to when I was 15 or so, I've been just playing in Erie and 
hockey's really not uh, super big there. Like you might think it is, you know, with Fab and Mercy there and obviously Beery Otters, it's hockey's not exactly huge or it's not, you know, like Massachusetts or Minnesota where it's, you know, I don't want to, not necessarily the main sport, but it's, it's right up there with football and whatnot. Um, so yeah, my sophomore high school, I played uh, U16 in Pittsburgh and I played there for a season with the Esmark Stars. And then the year after that, it was when I went to the NAHL with the Austin Bruins and did one year there. And then the, after that, I was in Des Moines um, for a full season. And the year after that, I was in Des Moines to start and then got traded to Omaha. And I ended up playing all the way up until Christmas there. Um, and then that's when I ended up going into Providence. But yeah, so two and a half years of uh, juniors and then um, years U16 before that was kind of like the main bulk of what really led me to get a lot of exposure and, um, you know, just be seen by a lot of teams. Now, did you start off playing goalie or did you, were you a player to start off and then transition into being a goalie? Uh, I was a player. I was a player, I want to say, until I was like 10 or so. Like kind of, I would like go in goal though because when you're young, obviously growing up, guys uh, will rotate through net. And that's kind of what I did. And then I think I want to say it was when I was 10 or 11, the uh, the team I tried out for needed a full-time goalie. And, you know, I always really liked it. And I kind of wanted to, do, to uh, end up doing that anyway. So I just, I just kind of stuck with that. Yeah, I was listening to an interview with Braden Holpe, and he was saying, like, how it's important for goalies to be players just because you get that perspective of the game and it actually helps um, being a goalie. Did you, do, you have, do you notice that being a goalie now that it was really beneficial to be a player um, growing up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I still play um, with my buddies back home. I play pickup and whatnot, and I skate out too. Um, obviously, it's not anywhere near the level of competition, you know, like that I'm used to now or even, you know, back in juniors. But it's still it's still nice to be able to see the game from a different perspective and really see kind of on certain angles or certain plays, you know, what's available or even when you're shooting on that kind of um, what what your tendency might be. and um, yeah, I, th- I think it's really beneficial. And obviously, if it's something that goalies can keep doing, I definitely recommend it. Just just see the game from a different different uh, angle. Now, who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the Penguins or Flyers, or was it just another NHL goalie that didn't play? In uh, yeah, I was a big I was a big Penguins fan growing up, so I love Fleury, and he's still one of my favorite players, and I still love watching him play. Um, but yeah, he was the main one. I liked watching a lot of other goalies too. Like I liked I liked uh, Jonathan Quick a lot watching him play. Um, trying to think, no one like no one else really was like I like thought that like I really like them or I want to be like them other than you know probably Flurry and uh, Jonathan Quick. But those those are my two favorite uh, growing up. Now, like you said before, you started off your junior career in the North American Hockey League with the Austin Bruins. So how did you get the opportunity to go to the NAL and play um, for Austin? Um, so it was, I want to say, towards the end of my U16 year, um, they ended up offering me a, uh, a tender agreement. And I think I, really, I might have talked to a couple other teams too, but I really liked Austin. And you know, I had some connections there with um, you know, kind of knowing their coach and talking to him. and getting to know him a bit. So um, I just thought it was the best spot for me. And I really liked, uh, I really felt ready. I felt like I could, you know, contribute right away. And um, I'm really glad I ended up signing there because, you know, I really liked it. And 
really enjoyed uh, getting to know everyone there. Yeah, so do those North American Hockey League teams, like scout, like youth teams um, around the country, that's how they get players? Or is it kind of like the USHL where, like, it's the same thing, but there's, like, a draft kind of system for it? Um, it, it's kind of similar to the USHL. I mean, they, they do have more tenders in the USHL. So I think it's more common for players to tend in in the, in the null than it would be the USHL. Um, but I want to say there's a combine in the NHL too. I could be wrong. I'm not sure, but, um, and obviously there's a lot of showcase tournaments. Um, I played in the NAPHL. So that was a big thing for the NHL and pretty much all the teams would be there with, you know, a lot of scouts just looking at guys. So now that's a big like, uh, exposure thing. Now I've heard Austin is a super nice city. So what was your experience like playing there and what's the hockey ho- culture like in Texas? Just because whenever you think of Texas, you don't really think of mm-hmm. hockey. Well, actually it's uh, not, it's not Austin, Texas, Austin, Minnesota. It's oh, okay. I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's Austin is a small town. It is nice though. It's, um, I don't know how many people live there, but it's, I mean, it, it's really small. Um, it's actually called spam town USA. That's where the, the spam factory is, the canned ham and whatnot. So that's kind of a big deal down there or up there, but, uh, it was a great time. I mean, I, I really liked, uh, you know, kind of having the small town. It really, they really put a lot of emphasis on the Austin Bruins and, you know how how the team does and the fans there are super passionate so it was great and i had great belts there too uh the coopers they actually were the are the owners too um of the team so i mean they were great great experience and you know i can't say enough good things about it yeah i know there's a team in corpus christi texas so i just assume that those yeah in austin so i apologize yeah. to our listeners about oh, no, that. No, no done more yeah there's there's a few of the, the all South teams are, are in Texas too. So it would be easy to confuse that. And yeah. that's what I first thought of too, when I heard it before I knew anything about it. So, yeah. Hmm. Did you only play teams like in Minnesota or do you play teams like all around the countries? I know they have like different divisions in the null. Yeah. So in, in the showcase, you play teams from all around because they all come to meet up at, uh, I want to say, I forget the name of the rink, but it's the really big one, the big, huge rink in Minnesota with like 10, 10 pads or whatever it is. Um, but that's like the big, we really play other divisions. Um, but from other than that, you pretty much just play teams in your own division. I think we were in all central. So we played teams like Minot. Um, we played Cooley, we played the Minnesota Magicians. Um, Bismarck was another big one. Um, so yeah, mainly like basically teams in the region. I mean, I think our farthest bus ride was eight or nine hours. And I think that was to my not. Um, but other than that, everything is pretty, pretty close. And then went on drive or so. Yeah. Those bus rides, um, how'd you handle those? Cause those are, they seem pretty, yeah. uh, pretty long. Yeah. Um, pretty much just sleep, honestly, especially after the games. But I mean, I just always listen to music or podcasts or whatever, you know, find ways to kill time absolutely well then you went on to play in the ushl so how'd you get the opportunity to go uh make the transition from the null to the ushl um so in the ushl i was originally drafted by chicago and then they ended up dropping me and then des moines uh claimed my rights so that's kind of how that whole thing started and the coach at the time was dave allison and he really liked me and you know really, really wanted to give me an opportunity so um yeah that's kind of how that started and then 
after uh, my season in the Null, I ended up going to main camp with Des Moines and uh, ended up making the team. And, you know, the rest, kind of his, rest is kind of history from there. Um, obviously, I, I didn't really have the greatest of uh, careers there in Des Moines, or, but, um, you know, it's still a great experience for me and definitely a necessary step in my, uh, you know, my hockey career. Yeah, what were the biggest differences you noticed between the USHL and the North American Hockey League? Because from just talking to players, it's a little more of a grittier league in the null. But as a goalie, I think you don't probably have to experience too much of that physical play. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think in the USHL, the guys, for the most part, are going to be a little more skilled. Um, the speed thing, I don't really notice, didn't really notice, a, you know, a big difference there. But I think in the USHL, guys can make a couple more plays than, uh, than the null, in the null. So um, it's just kind of just being ready, you know, um, and patient with guys when they're making plays, you know, not to overcommit or over challenge things like that because you know they can make you pay for, for things like that now thinking back in your ushl experience what's the best memory you have there um best ushl experience probably um i want to say playing in the uh the ushl prospects game was was a lot of fun that was really cool and uh in Kearney, nebraska i think it was there's a lot of good players there and uh that or playing for uh, the Team USA in the World Junior A Challenge was really cool too. I've never represented USA before, and that was a really cool experience to be able to do. And unfortunately, we came up short, but it was, uh, I think we, we won silver that year. But we, uh, you know, it's still a great time to meet other players and get, get a ton of exposure to other, other people in the game. Now, how did the USHL help prepare you for college hockey? Uh, just the exposure to the uh, the talent, you know, and the players they're going to be playing against in college. Pretty, you know, a good majority of them play in the USHL or the BCHL or the NHL. You know, any of those leagues, I think, are really really going to prepare you really well for college and you know make you see kind of you know just where the uh, where the other competition is and what you need to do to either get there or you know try to dominate those guys. So, um, yeah, just playing every day even in practice with that with that competition was uh was huge for me now i have to ask you about this because during your time in the ushl you got drafted in the nhl to the carolina hurricanes um what do you remember from your draft day experience and what was your reaction when you found out you were going to carolina uh i was pretty shocked i ended up going to the draft um i just kind of want to have the experience and you know my family came with me so we were able to do some things around dallas um, you know, I have a little vacation out of it, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I was really shocked. I talked to a few teams before, uh, Carolina wasn't one of them. So when it kind of, kind of got to, you know, the later stages of the draft, I was kind of really just focusing on, you know, the teams that I talked to whatnot. And then when Carolina ended up picking me, you know, I was, I was pretty in shock or pretty shocked and, you know, I didn't, didn't really know what to do. I mean, I didn't know, I know I had to go to the table and shake everyone's hand and whatnot, but. So, I mean, doing that was pretty, pretty surreal. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's a great memory and I'm really glad that I uh, ended up going. Yeah. And how are the development camps in Carolina um, uh, from your experience from doing them? Uh, they're great. I've only done two just because COVID obviously that year, no one did anything. And then this previous summer, um, I don't know how many teams ended up having a development camp, but Carolina wasn't one of them. 
and most of them are pretty late anyway. Um, but they're, they're, they've been great. I mean, it's, it's really development um, based. So we only do one game at the end and it's like a three on three, four on four thing. But other than that, it's all like in the weight room and practice, things like that. Um, you know, they have guys come talk to you, talk, you know, tell you how to be a pro, different things of uh, that nature. And then, uh, you know, just meeting everyone there, like meeting coach Brendan Moore and all those, uh, his staff and really kind of talking to some, you know, big names in hockey that you never thought you'd, you'd be around is, is pretty cool. Yeah. What's coach Brendan Moore like in person? Cause seeing him on TV, he seems like a really passionate guy, but he's in great shape as well. That's something else I noticed. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, uh, he definitely takes that seriously. Um, but him as just a person is really cool. I mean, you know, he knew my name, he knew kind of my whole situation with hockey and what was going on. So just for him to kind of just know that little bit about me, it was, was really cool. And it's, you know, definitely went a long way. And it's still something I remember it was, you know, him actually knowing my name for the first time is here. And that was pretty, pretty unreal. Now in 2018, obviously Carolina drafted Andre Svechnikov. So I have to ask you, was he part of that development camp that season you got drafted and what was it like going against him? Uh, he was, yeah. And it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, obviously there's a lot of hype around him being second overall pick and, you know, seeing what he's doing now is, is pretty awesome just to, uh, you know, kind of watch some of the things he does is, you know, it mesmerizes you sometimes, but um, yeah, going against him was really cool. And it was also another little confidence boost to me where I was like, oh, you know, I'm out here with these guys and I'm on the same ice, you know, it's like, you know, obviously I deserve to be here and, you know, it kind of felt like, all right, you know, I've been on the ice with, you know, second overall pick in the draft and he's now one of the best players in the NHL. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely really cool. He didn't attempt any Michigan moves on you during development camp. No, he tries no to- luckily. Yeah. Luckily he didn't give me with any of those or he didn't even attempt any of them. So, but um, yeah, I can't say it'd be the same, same story now, but. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what's the communication like with you in Carolina right now? Is it, do they talk to you during college season or they kind of leave that to AIC to develop you? Uh, usually they'll reach out. I, I probably hear from them every two to three weeks, you know, just checking in. I mean, obviously they're watching my games. and But from like the coaching standpoint, they really just leave that to the AIC. Um, if I have any questions or anything, I could come to them and, you know, talk to their development, uh, their goalie guy. But other than that, it's really just kind of checking in, you know, how you did when I watched your last few games, blah, blah, blah um, you know, things like that. So, mm-hmm. but everything hockey related is pretty much just left to, to AIC. Now, originally you committed to Providence, so I have to ask you, what was your recruitment process like there, and um, why did you choose to go to Providence originally uh, before going to AIC? Uh, so, yeah, so Providence was, I think, one of – I was talking like four or five schools that I was like really interested in going to. Um, and then Providence, I had a good relationship with Chris May out there, um, who was their goalie guy at the time and assistant coach. Um, he, he reached out to me, I want to say the first time I talked to him was probably after the Null showcase. Um, so yeah, I, I talked to him and, you know, he kind of had a good connection right from the start, the first time I met him and he kind of just kept getting down to it. And I really liked everything else about Providence, loved the school, loved the location. Um, you know, when I went there for my visit, I had uh, a great experience, you know, met a lot of the guys. So everything was, you know, awesome about it. And, um, you know, I, I have no regrets with obviously choosing Providence. I mean, I've 
met a lot of great people there. Some of my best friends. Um, yeah. So it's, it was a great experience. Unfortunately, you know, hockey reasons, uh, had to ended up, uh, had to make the hard decision to ultimately leave, but I still have no regrets about, you know, my time when I was there. Yeah. Well, talk about your time there at Providence. So even though you didn't play any games, uh, what was your experience like there overall? Uh, overall, it was all positive. Um, you know, all the guys there from the half year I was there to the full year of my quote unquote freshman year, um, was awesome too. I mean, just getting to know all the guys there and having great goalie partners like Hayden Hockey, Mike Lackey and, and Gabe. Um, they're all great and we all have a great relationship and I learned a lot from all of them. So I'm really thankful for that. And I'm obviously thankful, you know, like it's talking about earlier, just to kind of met everyone there and still have the relationship I do with the people uh, there. Um, but yeah, so it's, like I said, kind of bittersweet having to leave there but at the same time I'm I'm super super happy that I was able to get this opportunity at AIC and definitely definitely don't regret uh coming here yeah what was your transfer process like what made you want to go to AIC versus other schools you might have looked into during the transfer process and just what's that like um being a transfer goalie uh so with AIC they're the most interested school um they definitely pushed pushed the hardest for me and you know that definitely um, caught my eye because I mean, in the transfer process or just recruitment in general, I mean, you can hear a lot of things. And but when a team is really passionate about, you know, trying to get you and say they want you and willing to put in the work for it, it, it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. So um, ultimately, that's the big reason why I ended up choosing AIC was just kind of how how much uh, you know they recruited me and really really saw a future with me. Now you started playing games with AIC last year, so my question to you is what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Um, how is the game different in college versus it versus juniors? Um I'd say the biggest adjustment. Well, I've personally done a lot of adjustments. Um a lot of them took uh took place at Providence. You know, I was getting out working with the goalie coach there quite a bit. You know, I just wasn't playing. So I had a lot of a lot of time I could really work on some skills, work on things I needed to. Um so kind of when, when game time came, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't super nervous, you know, cause I knew I'd put in a lot of work working on, you know, different aspects of my game and whatnot. Um, but I mean, obviously once you're in the game and, you know, feeling it out, it kind of, kind of starts to feel normal again, but, uh, you know, like even from the start, I wasn't, I wasn't super nervous. I just kind of wanted to, you know, get into it. I was more or less excited, you know, just to kind of be there and be playing. So it was uh it was a really awesome experience and we ended up, I think we ended up winning the game like 3-1 or something so it was even better yeah and last year you had to face a lot of challenges like every team did because of the pandemic um how'd you handle those challenges that were brought with an inconsistent schedule number one but also not playing in front of any fans um not playing in front of any fans was honestly it kind of just felt like a practice at times so having to create your own I guess energy with with the team, which I mean, we have a great group of guys that, in our locker room, so it wasn't wasn't hard to do. I mean, we all knew the importance of what we were doing every night. Um, but the inconsistent schedule was probably more of a challenge, I'd say, just because you know we we literally got to game days where we packed the bus and we're about to go, and then we get a call and oh, this team has COVID, you know, we can't do it, so now we gotta 
we're practicing instead or we're going to scrimmage ourselves or something like that. So it's probably like five or six games where, um, you know, we're just about ready to go in the night before or the morning of we find out the other team has COVID or something like that. So it was really, at the time, it was kind of annoying, you know, unfortunate. But, um, you know, looking back now, I think we handled it really well and uh, made the most of what we could. Yeah, I feel like mentally that would be really annoying because, like, you're all prepared. You're trying to get yourself mentally ready for the game, especially as a goalie since the mental part of the game is super huge. And then all of a sudden just the game gets canceled, especially if you're going on the road. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. How do you handle that mentally as well? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think like everyone did, you know, the past year or so, it's just part of the times. Everything's kind of unpredictable, so you just got to be ready for it. And, you know, like I said, I think pretty much every time we ended up didn't or ended up not playing, we did a scrimmage or some sort of practice. So just try to make the most of the practice and with what you got. Now you split time with Stefano Durante last season. So my question is, what was it like playing with him, and what did you learn uh, playing with him last year and splitting time with him? Because I had him on the podcast. Super great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steph's awesome. He's uh, he's got another guy that I uh, you know really learned a lot from just in terms of his preparation. He's a super hard worker um really takes it seriously and you know he had uh I'm trying to think yeah he did end up having an injury kind of like towards the end of the year so he was out for a little bit of time um but like I said seeing him work hard to rehab it and get back and you know get back get back to skating was you know really cool and like like you said he is a super great guy great kid and you know, whatever he does, he's going to be successful in. So he's, it was really cool to, uh, you know, get to know him and still still have a relationship with him. So you won the Atlantic Hockey Championship last season as well. So talk about what it meant to you winning that championship, especially because your team dealt with many challenges like we talked about with the inconsistent schedule and also not playing in front of any fans. Yeah, so going into the playoff weekend, we hadn't played a game in like 60 days, I think, because we had COVID. So we were out for a couple of weeks and then the teams are supposed to play at COVID. So there's a long stretch where we didn't really get to play any games um, for basically two months. So, you know, it was getting back into it. You know, it wasn't something we were super comfortable with. I mean, we obviously wanted to play games, you know, have some knock some rust off before the playoffs. But, you know, we all uh, we all bared down and we were able to get it done. You know, the games weren't perfect. They weren't pretty, but we were able to grind out some wins and, you know, when it mattered, uh, we showed up and obviously went in our third, third title in the last three years was, was really cool. I mean, I wasn't there for the first two, but just kind of be around the guys did it there that did win all three is, is really awesome. And, you know, I, it's not hard to see how special, you know, winning that is for them and for our team. Yeah, and obviously um, Coach Eric Lang is a big reason why ASC is having a lot of success uh, recently. So what's it like playing under him and what have you learned under him as a goalie? Uh, Coach Lang is, is awesome. and it's I can't say enough good things about him. Just the relationship he tries to develop with you is, you know, is not only a, a player but a person, you know, gets wants to get to know you personally and, and understands, you know, some of the, the struggles and, you know, challenges of a season. Um, but he's awesome. I mean, for, you know, for what it's worth, I say he's easily the best coach in college hockey, um, just in terms of what he's been able to do and how he can play teams, you know, 
teams that are ranked, you know, really high and have been elite programs for the last, you know, five or so years, like UMass, Providence, Quinnipiac. Um, you know, it's those aren't easy games to play, especially when you play a lot of them um, in the first half of the season. And even going back to last year, you know, with playing Quinnipiac and they always have AIC always has a tough non-conference schedule. So it's, you know, kind of what he's been able to do and who he's been able to get here and the games that we've been able to put together and the way we play is, is awesome. And I'm really, uh, like I said, really, really lucky to have a guy like him. Now talk about what it was like playing in the tournament last year in North Dakota against North Dakota. And what did you take away from that experience, even though your team lost and you kind of got thrown into the fire a little bit in that game since you didn't start? Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, an amazing experience. I, I was actually my freshman year or the the year I went in spring semester to Providence, that team ended up going to the frozen four. So I was around them a lot. I've been around the tournament and kind of understood, you know, just how good all the teams playing in it are. Um, but to actually be playing and, you know, get in the game and obviously against, you know, at the time, I think they're, yeah, they were the first rank or the first seed in the whole tournament. So it was really cool and to have the fans there and the energy in the building was surreal. I mean, just going out and seeing some of these guys and being on the ice, you know, with the, the North Dakota green jerseys, you know, it's, you see, you know, you see them play on TV a lot or, you know, on social media, whatnot, but um, to actually be there in the tournament and have that experience and, you know, get a chance to play when there's so many other good teams, you know, that are at home and don't get the opportunity to do it was, was really cool. Yeah. And obviously um, what'd you learn from that experience that has helped you this season? Uh, I just learned, you know, no matter what the situation is, you got to be ready to go. And, you know, whether we're down four goals or it's a zero zero game, you know, we kind of just got to stay in the moment and take it one shot at a time. You know, it, it's really, I mean, it's really basic and cliche, you know, you hear it thrown around all the time, but I mean, it's true. And listen, enjoy it and have fun with it. I mean, hockey's fun. You're supposed to enjoy it. And, you know, playing in a setting like that is fun. So. Now I want to transition to a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey right. questions just to get to know you a little bit. So my first one is mm-hmm. um, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, um, who would it be and why? Um, living or, or it doesn't matter. Yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, geez. I don't know. Uh, I want to say, uh, I guess I'd say my grandparents, they, they, they passed away a couple, a few years ago and I was really close with them. Um, so this and then a lunch with them would be cool. Yeah. What would you talk mm-hmm. about? Uh, probably just, geez, there's been, I don't know how many years now, probably like, uh, I don't, I honestly don't even know. I mean, that'd be a lot to catch up on. So I'm sure we'd start somewhere, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'd have a ton of questions for me and, so mm-hmm. we would start somewhere. They'd find, they'd find a good spot. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of your teammates, um, who's the funniest teammate you have at AIC? Funniest guy on the team, probably uh, my roommate, I want to say, Chris Theodore. He's, he's pretty funny. He's, he's a goofy kid. He's full of energy, you know, kind of um, kind of like an energizer bunny. So he's, he's always going. He's always got something to say. So he's, he's definitely up there. Now, who has the best style on the team besides yourself, obviously? 
<laughs> um, best style. Uh, I could probably give you three guys. I'd say got really good style. Um, Theodore is one of them. Brett Callahan's got some pretty good style, and uh, Zach Galambos is, you know, he's he's got it going on. He's got, he's got some good style. So nice. Who's the best three of those guys? Yeah, and who's the best uh, trash talker on the team? Who throws out the best trips? Are you paying attention to that as a goalie, or do you like do you hear it but you just don't say? Yeah, um, not not during games, but like in, in the locker room. Um, you know, guys throw around chips, chips quite a bit. So, uh, one of my partners, Calvaruso and I, we, we kind of like to trip guys. It's kind of like our thing in the locker room. So we, we usually go at it with a few of the guys, but, uh, he, he's got some good ones. He throws around some good chirps. So nice. And then since the holiday season is coming up, I had some Christmas holiday theme, like, um, questions. So first one is like, what's your favorite holiday, like movie? Favorite holiday movie, uh, I love A Christmas Story. It's probably my favorite, but I mean, I love Christmas Vacation, um, you know, all the classics. So, But those are probably my favorite, or my top two. Best uh, Christmas song or, or worst Christmas song? Ooh, my best one. Um, I don't know. I, I actually really like Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. I think that's a good one. And the worst one. I don't even know. I mean, all I want for Christmas is you, I think, is way overplayed. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's all right, but I can only hear it so many times. Yeah, especially since people yeah. start playing it, like, after Halloween ends. It's like... Yeah, it's like, like it's when you hear it in October, it's just way too much. So, it's just, yeah. it just adds on to the hate. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I guess, the going off the music question, but mm-hmm. um, what's your guilty pleasure song? Ooh, um, guilty pleasure uh i don't know actually i really like good for you by olivia rodrigo i think i think that's a good song good tune so that always gets me going a bit yeah do they play it at the arena yeah. at all uh sometimes they do yeah it's in between whistles you'll, you'll hear it i mean yeah because of how uh how popular it's been it's on pretty much everywhere so that's awesome but yeah that's probably my guilty pleasure song and then last non-hockey question this isn't really non-hockey but what's your favorite road arena that uh to play in or just to be in from your experience so far um so far i would have to say probably umass just because oh, of, awesome. you know yeah the the arena is amazing i mean their student section is great um you know it's a big ring too i, I kind of like playing on wider ice um but yeah the whole atmosphere obviously is coming off a national championship um anytime you're in that building it's going to be a tough you know tough game to play so it's um i'd, I'd probably say yeah umass is my favorite well, back to some hockey questions now. My first one is, uh, what advice would you give a younger player trying to make it to college hockey? Uh, I would just say, you know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it does, but at the same time, it doesn't, you know, because, I mean, I wasn't a really good junior player. It's kind of an average AAA player. Um, but, you know, the more you stick with it, and if you really, you know, dig deep and analyze your game and really find your weaknesses and continue to work on them and take the time to really develop yourself and be ready for college or juniors or whatever you're trying to get into, um, you know, you'll be ready. And it's just a matter of, you know, digging deep and finding, you know, where do I need to get better, you know, or what can I do to get better? How can I improve this? And, um, you know, I've had a lot of great people kind of help me with that, you know, whether it be coaches or, you know, family, friends, you know, I've seen things in my game or uh, even just as a person. Um, but just kind of taking it all in and really seeing, you know, doing a self-reflection of what I need to do to get better and improve is, you know, it's, 
I think it's stuff like that is invaluable and just kind of taking all your experiences and, you know, adding with that is, is great. Now, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give uh, to your teammates, family members, friends, um, anyone I might've not mentioned in this podcast, uh, feel free to shout them out now. I'm just going to hold shout out to all the AAC boys. Um, you know, shout out to, I'll, I'll give a shout out to some of the province guys too, you know, still got a lot of great buddies over there. So, and, um, yeah, shout out to anyone, anyone that I know who's listening, shout out to you guys. Awesome. And then last question, or I guess statement is, do you have any message to any of the AIC fans that are listening to this podcast or anything you just want to plug in? Um, now's your time to kind of say whatever you want, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been, you know, it's obviously our record says it's been a disappointing start. Um, but you know, we're, we're getting into, into some league play. I think you're going to start uh, stringing some wins together. So just stick with us. You know, we'll figure it out here and we'll get some wins going. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jake. I really appreciate it. I wish you all the best uh, for the rest of the season. I will be seeing your team play in person when you guys visit UConn in December. So that should be a fun oh, awesome. non-conference yeah. Yeah. game. So hopefully I get yeah. to see you start. I think that'll be fun. And also see former UConn player Brian Regali play as well. He's He's a beast. I'm assuming you love playing with him as well. Yeah, Brian's awesome. He's a super hard worker. You know, he'll, he'll do whatever it takes to to get get a win. So awesome. he's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll okay. see you yeah, at thanks, that game. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I had a great time doing this. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it. And it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts. And I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. Had a tour close today. Now my brain's dead weight like that. Lost my keys, but don't give a shit. Just tonight, I can sleep. Where you sleep From the cab up the stairs Put the keys in the lock Then we Fall through your door